1: again. Welcome to the Man Up podcast, the spiritual oasis for men. I'm Steve Titch filling in for our director Bill Cox. Uh, And with me uh, is another great panel. Uh, We'll be talking about uh, 2 Kings chapter 5. Uh, Interesting story about Naaman, a conversion of a of a non-Israelite. Uh, where are we coming from? This is coming from Sugarland Baptist Church in Sugarland, Texas, just outside of Houston. Uh, with me um, is uh, our uh, our uh, a great group. He, this guy is a he used to be. He tells me an IT guy. Now he's a business consultant. Um, he's probably got the hardest job of anybody in this room. He's raising two teenage daughters. That's where my head (laughs) went when you started that statement. (laughs) And uh, and he also finds time to be in our churches in in Sugar Land's uh, uh, very popular Upward Basketball uh, program. We call him the coach, Carrie Cooley. Uh, With me also is our uh, resident prosecutor. Uh, He'll throw the book at you if you're not careful. So, uh, so, When you're ever in Houston, you better do right. You better not gamble, you better not fight, or else you'll be up against Michael Cropper for the people.
2: Hello. And
1: uh, of course, we've got Kyle Trahan, our deacon. Uh, He's making all the noise. (laughs) 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 Service is his middle name. He's a a great guy, uh, and he's often programming uh, lessons for us. And finally, we've got uh, the the professor. Robert Koshu, the man, he's a corporate trainer. He also uh, can, uh, not only can he spell koinoya, he can use it correctly in a sentence, uh, Robert (laughs) Koshu. So... uh, uh, I'm going to start with uh, with you, Mike, today. Um, uh, we are in, uh, again, the book we're on is Rescue and Redemption. It's part of the Connect 360 series. Uh, we are looking at various ways throughout the Bible. We see the theme of rescue and redemption come into play. It's It's really the core. Element of Christianity and it it runs through the Bible. It is it it you you see it in the most um, interesting places and in the most interesting ways. And this is yet another story. Uh, it's uh, the theme is healing and judgment. So um, uh, let's let's go around
3: starting with with Michael. Just some quick thoughts on this uh, lesson. Yes, Dave, you hit the nail on the head. First uh, point out of your your uh, your mouth that. Uh, folks, we are looking at uh, uh, a a non-Jew who the Lord draws to Him in a, a, a most fantastic manner. And I was thinking about that driving over here because if you are Jewish uh, or you looked at the Old Testament, the Torah, you did not believe that God particularly drew the Gentiles to you. You're the favored person. Uh, you believe God favored you, and why would He want anybody else? But you, if you're a Jew. So the, the story does involve uh, the prophet Elisha, his servant Jehazi, also uh, Naaman, who is a commander from the armies of Aram. And Aram, folks, is Syria. If you look to the north of, uh, of Jerusalem and in Israel, uh, <clears throat> sort of north and northeast, um, you have the country of uh, Syria today. And back then it was Aram. And then... Uh, I uh, forget what else, but those those are the basic players in the story, and it is a it is a sign of redemption. It's a story of redemption, and uh, I'm sure all of you are familiar with it. Kyle, what do you think?
4: You know, it was one that I really didn't know much. You know, again, growing up Catholic, we didn't study some of these individual stories and everything so much, and we may have gotten. A snippet here or there you know broken into here's the scripture and they read us mm-hmm. here second Kings 5 verse 11 and that's what we got and so this was really an interesting one that uh, you know there was the the healing and then the uh, it really was just a, an interesting story that <clears throat> we can be prideful and get ourselves into trouble in more than one way and and shown in several degrees right here in this one story and you know so it's one of those things to watch Robert you're nodding your head on this (laughs) yeah
2: well (laughs) and we go to Kerry but uh the one thing I'll second with Kyle said this wasn't a story I was real familiar with either. I'm going to give credit to the, we're in the Connect 360 series Rescue and Redemption, and I'm going to give credit to the authors of this book for picking a not well treaded scripture to go off of, because you know, it's one of those, you know, we've joked a little bit that, you know, we can all tell the story of David in our sleep at this point because we've done David four different ways, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. And this was something that somebody went a different way with, and so I was really impressed with that. So, and I'll visit some of the other comments he had later, but that that was the one thing that struck me just mm-hmm. as kind of a kickoff a, that you know something unusual. Carrie, what do you think?
5: Well, I just um, it just seems theme after theme, story after story, theme the theme always. Ends up being, you know, a human being has a need. There's some leveling of pride that has to happen so that you can actually seek out a solution in places that you probably never dreamed that you would have to go, uh, or people that you would necessarily ask, right? And um, and that at the end of the day, you know, meeting your need is what's is what's focused on your mind but what God has in mind is something way bigger than that one need okay he's already planned out you know his his whole purpose in in, uh, in is to use that need in such a way that he can actually change your heart and that's it's just over and over again and I think that's always uh, worth pointing out because, <laughs> because we talk sometimes about all the details of things or. Or there's, you know, read certain lessons that are trying to make a particular point. This one has happens to be about pride, but that same theme is over and over again, story after story after story, in a myriad number of ways, with all kinds of different people, old people, young people, Jews, Gentiles, you know, wherever they come from. And it's just it's a story that affects us probably more today, yeah. you know, than than some of the
1: other ones that you read. It's it's a story I think has been we can all relate to because not not only comes not only is there pride element, there's the ego element. Ego in, enters into this, we, we're going to find Naaman kind of easy to identify with. Um, it, is, it is not the most familiar story. We, you know, we, we've done David, we know all, uh, all the, 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 the Exodus stories, of course, Moses, uh, certainly in the New Testament. By way of background, uh, this takes place about a thousand, oh, I'm sorry, about a hundred years, about a hundred years after Solomon. Uh, Solomon was the last king of the United uh, Israelite kingdom. After his death, his sons split. There's a northern kingdom of Israel, a southern kingdom of Judah. This is, this is about 850 B.C. going by my concordance. So that's where, it sets, that's where it's set in the timeline of, of the Bible and history. Uh, it is in 2 Kings. Uh, And, of course, the books of kings, the books of Samuel, and the books of kings cover the the whole history of the kings of uh, Israel and Judah. So uh, this is a bit of a long chapter, so I'm going to turn to Robert here to read. This is uh,
2: 2 Kings chapter 5, the entire chapter. Yeah, it is pretty much the entire chapter. Once again, we're in 2 Kings 5. Now, Naaman was the commander of the army of the king of Aram, And he was a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded because through him the Lord had given victory to Aram. He was a valiant soldier, but he had leprosy. Now bands from Aram had gone out and had taken captive a young girl from Israel, and she served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, If only my master would see the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. Naaman went to his master and told him what the girl from Israel had said. By all means go, the king of Aram replied. I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So Naaman left, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten sets of clothing. The letter that he took to the king of Israel read With this letter I am sending my servant Naaman to you, so that you may cure him of his leprosy. As soon as the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his robe and said, Am I God? Can I kill and bring him back to life? What does this fellow send someone to me to be cured of his leprosy? See how he is trying to pick a quarrel with me? When Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his robes, he sent him this message, Why have you torn your robes? Have the man come to me, and he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and stopped at the door of Elisha's house. Elisha sent a messenger to him, Go wash yourselves seven times in the Jordan, and your flesh will be restored, and you will be cleansed. But Naaman went away angry and said, I thought that he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, wave his hand over the spot, and cure me of leprosy. Are not Abana and Pharpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than any of the waters of Israel? Couldn't I wash in them and be cleansed? So he turned and went off in rage. Naaman's servants went to him and said, My father... If the prophet had told you to do some great thing, would you not have done it? How much more then when he tells you, Wash and be cleansed? So he went down and dipped himself in the Jordan seven times, as the man of God had told him, and his flesh was restored, and he became clean like that of a young boy. Then Naaman and all his attendants went back to the man of God. He stood before him and said, Now I know there is no God in all the world except in Israel. Please accept now a gift from your servant. The prophet answered, As surely as the Lord lives, whom I serve, I will not accept a thing. And even though Naaman urged him, he refused. If you will not, said Naaman, please let me be your servant, be given as much of the earth as a pair of mules can carry, for your servant will never again make burnt offerings and sacrifices to any other god but the Lord. But the Lord, forgive your servant for this one thing. When my master enters the temple of Rimmon to bow down, and he is leaning on my arm, and I bow there also... When I bow down in this temple of Rimen, may the Lord forgive your servant for this. Go in peace, Elisha said. After Naaman had traveled some distance, Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said to himself, My master was too easy on Naaman, this Armenian, and by not accepting from what he brought, as surely as the Lord lives, I will run after him and get something from him. So Gehazi hurried after Naaman. When Naaman saw him running toward him, he got down from the chariot to meet him. Is everything is all right? He asked. Everything is all right, Gehazi answered. My master sent me to say, Two young men from the company of the prophets have just come to me from the hill country of Ephraim. Please give them a talent of silver and two sets of clothing. By all means, take two talents, said Naaman. He urged Gehazi to accept them. He tied up the two talents of silver in two bags with two sets of clothing. He gave them to two of his servants, and they carried them ahead of Gehazi. When Gehazi came to the hill, he took the things from the servants and put them away in his house. He sent the men away, and they left. Then he went in and stood before his master, Elisha. "'Where have you been?' Gehazi, Elisha asked. "'Your servant didn't go anywhere,' Gehazi answered. But Elisha said to him, "'Was not my spirit with you when the man got down from his chariot to meet you? "'Is this the time to take money or to accept clothes?' Olive groves, vineyards, flocks, herds, or men servants and maid servants. Naaman's leprosy will cling to you and to your descendants forever. Then Gehazi went from Elisha's presence, and he was leprous, his white as snow.
5: And your descendants forever. And your descendants forever. That's brutal. That's all I thought of. Man, I messed
4: up.
2: Yeah. Well, it, 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 there's two levels of pride here, to me when I look at it. The, the first one was actually Naaman, because Naaman's like, the Jordan—it's a dirty, <laughs> filthy river. Why would I go washing it? The rivers in Damascus—they're pretty and they flow to the sea, and you know.
5: Well, his, okay, well, his well. first thing is. Why didn't this guy come out to meet
4: me? Yeah, that, that, was yeah, my that, yeah, on. Oh, Do yeah. okay. okay. you know who I am? That's a right. right that's a real. That, yeah. That's the first point he's feuded on about. Yes. Well, my stuff at home is just <laughs> as good. But no, no, that, why did I not get the ceremony? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You need he the wanted the guy the to head. come out
5: and give him the televangelist
4: treatment, you exactly. know, <laughs> right there. Yeah, Everybody for everybody to see, <laughs> that, you know. That's yeah. what he expected. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's
2: right. It's but not did, just what he wanted. Let's look at the difference a little bit <clears throat> between Naaman and Gehazi, because Naaman basically backs off. Okay, you know, mainly because his servant came up to him and said, Look, if he had told you to do some great thing, you'd have done it. Go wash in the river. (laughs) Which which is a great example of,
1: you know, somebody taking taking even a superior, in this case, down from an emotional level. Yeah, right. (laughs) You know, look what, you know, (laughs) for goodness sake, go... He's not asking you to do anything really hard here. Right, oh, but exactly.
5: Yeah. And you you think, have nothing to lose. <laughs> wrong. No. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, well. yeah, the deed really is great yeah. enough yeah. that you yeah. just that's like, okay, well, what? Why not? I mean, then what else am I going to do, right? So, right. The other yeah, thought the I had to
4: this was that you know, he expected that from the prophet, but God doesn't always give us what we expect. You know, He can throw us a curveball and say something simple, something different. Difficult, something that we don't understand what he's telling us to do, but it's the thing he wants us yeah, to it do.
3: It reminds me of the New Testament when Jesus was healing one of the blind men, he healed a number of blind men, but he reached out and spit in dirt and picked it up. and I'm thinking, oh God, I want. And he puts mud. dirt, mud on his eyes from spit, not from water. And he heals the guy's eyes. You're exactly right, Carl. You don't know what the Lord is is going to do, and you don't know how He's going to use whatever He's doing. Guess I never thought of that.
2: Well, no, I, I, that, I that, that that's one of my favorite verses because I always get this picture of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know a big loogie. Well, well, and, and the best part is He does it once, and He goes, "What do you see?" Well, things look like sticks. Okay, yeah. hang on. <laughs> you know, it's just it's one of the buttons but, in my face, man. It, it all comes down to pride. Yeah. And pride was one of those it, it's the it's the top of the first, of the seven deadly sins if you follow the Catholic world. Yeah. You know, pride is always listed first. And C. <clears throat> S. Lewis put in Mere Christianity that pride is the anti-God state, the position in which the ego and the self are directly opposed to God. Mm -hmm. Um, Unchastity, anger, greed, drunkenness, and all that are mere flea bites in comparison. It was through pride that the devil became the devil. Pride leads to every other vice. It is the complete anti-God state of mind. Pride is understood to sever the spirit from God as well as his life and grace-giving presence. Mm -hmm. And pride is one of those things that I think men suffer from. Because... You, know, you mean enjoy till the Well, <laughs> you right. That
3: but, 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 but really because, we're you know,
2: yeah. we're, we're proud of what we have accomplished. Absolutely. You know, all of us in this room have accomplished quite a bit. I mean, Carrie raising two daughters, not to mention your professional accomplishments. You know, but, you know, Steve, you've been published multiple times. You know, Mike, you're an attorney and one of the chief prosecutors. You've... How many businesses are you up to now, Kyle, <laughs> that you started and you know?
4: Have I been done and yeah.
2: started? Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> I, you know and, and I'm one of the, I'm considered one of the top 50 trainers in the Houston area. You know, we like to be proud of what we've accomplished. We like to wave a flag if we can. Yes. Right? Well, I mean, well, I no, think, go, go ahead. What's interesting <laughs> is
1: that there's there's a certain, I guess, maybe a a rightful pride that the Yes. The the problem is and and there's just it the line is never clear, especially when you're the one crossing it is when you begin to think that makes you better than anybody else. Right. That makes you somehow more
2: more important in the grand scheme of things. Right. And and it's the Greek word hubris. Yes. The the, the dangerously corrupt Mm -hmm. selfishness of putting your desires, urges, wants and whims before the welfare of other people. Mm -hmm. And it's really when you start using your pride, I think, in that level, that when you have, when you end up being down that dirt road, that you really don't want to go down because, you know, you went you went left when you sort of went right. And, and I think for men the problem is when we do that, when we start down the bad road, we tend to go and go and keep going and go a
4: little further. The man turns into the bull. Well, yeah. Yes. Just keeps. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. You, just keep going. you know that, honey. Ask for directions, please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. I never
3: you stop.
4: <laughs> can you please pull over, honey? No.
2: <laughs> I know where I'm
4: going. <laughs> yes. well, it, it Thank me. God for GPS. <laughs>
3: right. Robert, you recently got promoted went to another company, right? And 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 as your position, and I think about that, and and I think you know you really have something to be proud of. As long as you keep it in perspective and you well, don't pat yourself and, on the and, back, and, for the and you want to know the funny
2: part about that was, so I went from I'm still doing training. Yes, but I had been with one company for 17 years, and I knew anything, everything there was to know about stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and retirement plans, and insurance, and annuities. That's that was the product line that I taught.
3: Okay.
2: I now teach at a credit union or a bank, Uh-huh. and. All I knew about a bank was you wrote checks, you had debit cards, and you went in and did stuff. Are there similarities? There are. But that first couple of mm-hmm. months got kinda hard. Because yeah, you know, it's funny Money how goes. sometimes you have a little way of humbling you. Yes. You know, because I had to learn <laughs> you know, a whole new line of business.
3: Yeah.
2: As I moved. On uh, yeah, but exactly. yeah, you know, and, and and you're right. You know, it it especially when we feel accomplished, when we have, you know, a really good moment, you know, when we have something, you know, that you've done, when you, Steve, you know, when you've published that article, you know, and everyone's clicking on it and linking it and talking about it and you're quoted and, you know, and all that, it, yeah, that can become a thing intoxicating. where Intoxicating. Oh, yeah, oh, very it much does. so. It
3: is, and it, this is so. exactly Naaman. He was number two in his kingdom, much like yeah. Joseph was number two in his kingdom. Well, right? king. at, 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 we don't see anything besides the king except Naaman as the one who's the commander of all the armies, and he in fact goes with the king to worship. Right? Mm-hmm. You read that. So, and the king leans on. So we don't. We assume we can assume the king of Aram is. Fairly up there in age, and he relies on Naaman for a lot. Especially yeah, yeah, basically
5: his right hand man. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I would assume that Naaman's kind of actually even running things on a daily basis. If this guy's doing there's another
1: kind of facet like. to this that that maybe enters also into Naaman's character. He's a leper, or he's yeah. described as having leprosy, which which may or may not be the same leprosy we know it. He obviously has. A disease that makes him, in some circles, an outsider. However, he clearly has overcome a lot of that, right. um, to the point yes. where you're saying he yes. is the he's right hand, the, he's man accepted. of the king, yeah. and, and the king yeah. will lean. I mean, you're not really supposed to touch a leper, but apparently the king will lean on him. So yes. there's, yes. Uh, there's, maybe there's that extra feeling of, well, look at you know, nobody's done what I've been able to do. Um, yes. And yeah. uh, he, it, maybe to some extent, he feels it was it was probably that he that again that was something he overcame and succeeded in spite of where in, in this world that would have been long odds against him. Nonetheless, it prob it may have also contributed to a feeling of well, you know, look what I've done, and and you know I expect a prophet to come out to see me when I knock on the door. Yes. yes.
5: Yeah, yeah but yeah. I, I actually think for his, for his position he's just based on the other clues in the in the text is that he's probably fairly not arrogant
1: well uh, because yeah. like yeah, you know nice. his uh, I
5: thought, mean yeah. his this this little servant girl that's mm-hmm. serving his his wife mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wants yeah, exactly. to help him mm-hmm. gives yeah. the information so that he can get help when the you know when he's his servant later in the story <laughs> when he's gonna walk away he says you know, my father, no, I mean, he accepts all, everybody around he, him is looking to help him, and he's also being supportive of the king, so he's, I, I think he's got some pretty good relationships working as well. He, he also, yeah, I know, there's I, know I think you're, here. yeah, I just I, I just exactly, you I know, several, yeah, there's there's several, more about yeah, about yeah.
1: that's an <clears throat> interesting observation, because yeah. he doesn't really do anything that would consider immoral or improper in this story. Aside from his general behavior, um, he's—he's not—he's—he's he's not an evil guy. He doesn't—you don't—you don't see him mistreating people. You, you see him in exactly this way, which I think makes gives the story some power because, to me, he has something of a. a of a reflection of a modern conversion experience. Yeah, he, he, yeah, absolutely, he does not yeah, absolutely, feel, no yeah, right, he, no I mean, the the, the, <laughs> the, the servant girl, he, he has this affliction, he's really sick of it, he's tired of it, um, he's probably tried a whole lot of things and the servant girl says, and he listens to her to give him credit, go okay. see this holy man in Israel. And he, again, he goes and he expects this big show. I mean, well, you know, he expects, you know, anointings, oil, dances, I, you know, and and uh, he,
2: well, he gets, he, he gets, he's gets the... He's b- but the bail guys. Mm-hmm.
4: He's yeah. But, the yes, b- he's b- bail. Yes, he's expecting the bail. Well, but it's what he's seen. In all
2: fairness, it's all he's
5: ever seen when someone's yes, going to supposedly call correct. up but, God. But this, to this goes do back to a, they well, go do But all he's all unclean. Fancy things, How much
4: has he truly seen? You're not supposed to be in the temple. Well, he mm-hmm. leads all yeah, the Well, He
5: clearly he is. Lead, he can lead an army, but that doesn't mean he's
4: accepted into the temple. Mm-hmm. The temple is God. And, well, you know, yeah. all this that they perceive at that point, And it was just an interesting thing that even being in the unclean state because of the leprosy, mm-hmm. God is still with him, which is an interesting point. But he feels it, oh. and he... Acts upon well, those feelings, but, but uh, even then, though I, he
5: wouldn't have been in it. wouldn't several. have been in the. It wouldn't have been in an Israeli temple. I mean, like, okay, Jewish because no, I know, but it would. But I'm not. I'm sure they had many of the same mm-hmm. rules, but I don't know that no, they. You don't, know, don't, they don't know. They and I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure they, the Lord yeah. was. It was, yeah, But you. yes,
1: you're right about the the unclean part. But I think that's a kind of adds to some potency to the story. We will pick this up in a moment, right after uh, this word. We're back, and we're talking about Naaman, the Syrian general who visited Elisha to uh, cure his leprosy. And he, we're finding him an interesting character in this discussion because he's not necessarily a bad guy, but he is prideful, and we're talking about maybe what his state of mind is. Uh, this is, this has been brought to my attention, this is podcast 71, so uh, we'll, we'll go over the, the podcast in a few minutes, but uh, this is, uh, back to Naaman, um, I was saying this, this is kind of a conversion experience or, or a, a reflection of a modern conversion experience, and, and, and this kind of in, it might appeal to, you know, the Catholic background both of you and I, Kyle, has, well, Naaman expects to pay for this. He comes with oh, yeah, gifts, with payments, yes. big, he's, big, big time. The, the, fir, the first thing, he, he expects he expect there's going to be some fee collected, that there has to be a transaction involved, and Elisha says, no, 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 just go bathe in the river, and <coughs> Naaman can't believe it's that easy almost, and you know, he's kind of affronted by it, that no, I have to do something else. But there's the essence of, no, in you, in, 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 if we go to the New Testament, you really have to simply show up and ask for forgiveness and, and put aside your pride. He and and was, that's what he well, ends well, no, up he, he needed to mean. show the
4: atonement. Mm-hmm. By, he by needed the way. to show oh. his forgiveness. For the mm-hmm. affliction that he, God has bestowed upon, and he had to him. earn it, right? And he, I, had, to he had to earn it. And I mean, what did I, he, he had had say? To feel all like this, this loot mounted up to like a million bucks in today's. Mm-hmm. Concept? Well, it
2: was it was a ten talents of silver. A talent mm-hmm. of silver was roughly sixty-seven pounds. You can see they needed two. They needed two servants to but carry six thousand shekels
3: 60 of
1: just two pounds, of sixty-seven
5: That's pounds of silver and, and yeah, yeah. pounds sterling. Yeah. Well, well, but, and but wow! <laughs> and all, I mean, again, back to him. I mean, I don't know how much of that is all pride when he said out, or, because I mean, he's going. The first thing they do is they go to the king, okay? Because you don't just walk into another per another a land mm-hmm. without notifying the king, especially when you're someone like mm-hmm. Especially
2: if you're the general. Especially <laughs> if you're general of the guys <laughs> right. who live right next to you. Exactly. They they so, so you <laughs> go
5: there and you're and you're expecting that mm-hmm. you're gonna love you know, you're gonna you're gonna buy him off to be friendly mm-hmm. or that he's gonna demand that you actually mm-hmm. give him something, especially given that probably most of the loot Naaman's carrying with him came from Israel <laughs> when he uh, conquered them, you right? You so, want but then he goes over, go go so, you know, and so then he gets sent over. He's going through the proper channel is what I'm saying. He goes to the king, offers the money. He goes to the other guy, you know, and uh, I'm not so sure. He, he gets offended because the guy doesn't come out, but i don't think that trying to pay for it was a pride thing
2: at that point i, I think, think they just expected well, to. I, but I, I don't
1: know but that's what i'm trying to say I mean, even if it wasn't i'm saying that that he had where 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 i think it applies a little bit applies to us is that first of all we have to get past the idea that you know we need we need a cleansing This is this. I think back in back in my younger days, that was a tough part for me to get past, and it's still I run into it with some of my secular friends who say, "How can you say human beings are born into sin? I mean, how can you say that baby, you know, is somehow inherently you know twisted and and sinful?" Um, But when it comes down to it, the world is is that's that's why we need salvation. So, but. And certainly when you're an adult. I, I, let's leave the babies out of it for a while. When you're an adult, you you know you know, you're, you're, you 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 bend towards <clears throat> sin, and you need the redeemer. What what I think we and I and I'm saying this is a reflection, not to get too bent up on the one for one. But I think <laughs> we see a little of that reluctance to take a free, a get out of jail free, or in this case a get healed for free card. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I'm with Jahazi. Why not pass the collection plate
2: after God has done a miracle?
3: Yeah, but so,
4: my notes here, I was going to the greed. Concept. By the way, by the way, $6.3 <laughs> $6. million approximately. And today. Oh, now uh, we have spiked on today's gold, gold and silver Holy prices. Yeah. All right, but so, greed, you know, the, one of the deadly sins that you're referring to a moment ago there, Robert. You know, but so Jahazi, Gehazi, whatever is working in with the prophets. We've seen this a bunch before Samuel and his sons, Eli and his sons. You know, there's a lot of this greed and yeah. uh, all just off the mark mm-hmm. within these ranks. And so here again, we're seeing right there Jahazi. Man. All right, so the prophet doesn't see it. Well, that's fine. He's got his head turned. I'm going to go see what I can get out of this dude. And he goes and does it. You know, and so it's, it's just a trend. It, it, he doesn't it, understand God well, at all, does he? But it happens. Look at what we see on the news today when we're talking about the church. There's all kinds of stuff going wrong in the church. I mean, you know, as leaders and stuff like that is what I'm referring to that you know there all the sex scandals and all the you know there's just so much wrong and so much i see the the symbolism back to Eli and Samuel and their sons maybe not so much Samuel but the sons
1: well you see it happening so, I and mean, this is just you know a fact we have a we have a
4: history repeats itself A well,
1: staff for someone who's close to a man of god just simply literally going off the reservation and, and enriching himself but it's, when it's, you're seeing that much
4: money flood in, I mean, the you know, the temptation. There. Exactly. That's why there's so many movies on theft and, you know, <laughs> robbing the robbing casino. It. Because there's it's millions of dollars okay. just sitting there, and it's just so easy. Of course, it's never Actually, that easy, I, I'm going to go it's back to the movie
2: right? Office Base. It's the guy who writes the program to shave off the fractions of the pennies <laughs> that <laughs> end up with $2.6 million. <laughs> and that's
1: that's what essentially what I'm sure yeah. what Jahazi yeah. thought he was Oh, we're just getting a little crumb here. Yep. We're getting a talent. We're getting, we're getting a piece of his... I'm not asking for it all. Million. Just and, a uh, little bit. And
5: well, I want to throw a question out there. And I mean, I have my own goodbye. ideas of what, what the answer is, but I want to hear what you guys oh, have to go say. Ahead. Um, obviously, we have ministers all over the place and we pay them it's not a problem to get paid to serve God, right no not at all but why is it such an important point in this particular story that he does not receive payment like not just okay you can give it to me if you want to be a nice guy but no literally saying no I don't want it and and then the other side of that is when Gehazi because I think we've all been a little bit of trying to Trying to trying to turn a I'm deal, but but
2: that's to the, plate if the wife, why, Come on, why, what's wrong with the lies? But,
5: but obviously, but why is it such a big deal that he actually tried to do that in this particular story, not a general statement because in this the, particular the, story? The
4: the healing and all came from God. The words came from the prophet, but the words were from God as to what to go and do. So God, the man came to the prophet. Because he is a man of God, and God gave the healing atonement thing to do, go wash yourself seven times. times—and But he did it
3: before he tried to offer the money. So I can distinguish between the two, which is what Carrie's asking about. I can distinguish between Elisha saying, okay you brought a gift to God, go take it to the temple of the Lord, and give it there. That's what I would, I would have liked to see seen him say. Yeah, right? that would have been... That's what you're yeah, getting
4: right? Exactly. But if if he took it, that's saying that he is accepting payment for services yeah. rendered, the healing for God. in this right. case. For God. He's accepting payment he's
3: for accepting God. He's accepting
4: payment right. for God, exactly. Yeah. And that, in those days, was certainly not the way you paid your respect and your homage and everything to God, was you went you did a sacrifice, you went through a ritual to honor God, and it was not payment. Money was in exchange for other goods and services, and it was never, at least not, you know—you don't give your money to God
3: I think for you, that. I think I you know. hit on a key thing, no comment. Let's back up. God did receive a payment here. He received Naaman's life.
4: Yeah. I, it. Right? We, I, I think there I was think more God was, exactly. was
3: more happy with Naaman giving his heart to him mm. than mm. than any amount of money. Yeah. And just I, just I think that's that's
5: kind of my thought which is why I asked the question because I mean it's just a, you know um the import, the really important part about this exact moment right here is this is like like uh, you were saying earlier this is a conversion moment. Okay. Yes,
3: absolutely.
5: God is going to heal Naaman, not because of anything Naaman did, you know, not because of anything Elisha did. Elisha didn't even touch him. He just said, "Go to the river," right? But God didn't heals him. him. God heals him because He wants to. Yes. And because know, Naaman, you know, leveled his pride and asked, did what was told to him. Okay. And I, and I really think that's why, the the reason it's such a big deal here not to get paid is that is. Number, it's number one God did it nobody else did but I think it's also obviously the foreshadowing of eternal life Jesus Christ comes and dies for our sins and there's literally nothing that we do to earn that forgiveness right we don't do it it's all him you know and um, so I think when I read this story that's what I see in this story I see a conversion experience of a guy that hasn't his particular need is nothing that he did. It's He's just leprous. It's something that he's, maybe he's born with. I don't know.
3: name makes a you know? very interesting request. He says, okay, if you're not going to take my money, can I take your soil? Yeah,
1: <laughs> can I take <laughs> your soil?
5: Which was a Cut. very
3: a symbolic <laughs> thing, though. A symbolic, it was yeah. like
1: yes. taking that, the, the idea was... Uh-huh. If you left the land, you left the God. God, God, was the God of Israel.
3: Right. Um, right. As
1: soon as he crossed the border, he was back with the ball or Riman, and so he wanted this soil. It was, it was the, it was a symbol of his own. We have the cross, conversion. right? Yeah. Said, we look at the and cross, Maybe right. he built his own altar on it or somehow. Yes. Maybe that, I, I mean we, right. we don't know, but. Well,
4: uh, and, you know, the, the leprosy thing, you know, the, the author made mention of it in the, in the notes there that it didn't necessarily mean what we think today of leprosy. You know, it was a skin condition. It could be psoriasis, the guy who's got diabetes, Yeah, it's a- you know, and can't control a, a simple scaling of the skin, which is non-contagious, nothing mm-hmm. major or anything else. And so, you know, in my head as well, that's one of the reasons that he may have been able to get past it in the courts and stuff like that, because it is something very simple, but it's leprosy. But he doesn't have fingers and parts falling off, and he's not, you know, disfigured because of
2: it.
5: It certainly doesn't look like it's, you know... um transferable.
2: So debil- debil- debil-
5: debilitating, yeah. or, or transferable. Yeah. It's not transferable yeah. because he's around people all the time, yeah. and, it's,
2: well, and Levit- they're not all good leaned on by the king. No no, Le- Le- Leviticus
3: and right. Numbers are from the Jewish people. Correct. He's from a Gentile people, so they yeah. didn't look at it bad either. Since you guys are bringing that up, there might be they, plus. They didn't plus. look at it the same way. That's yeah. correct. That's correct. And so they they gave him the opportunity, in spite of it. To be uh, in the position he is, whereas uh, the Jewish people not, might not have given him the opportunity to be a commander of an army or commander of a legion or anything like that. So, it's obviously all this Lord—it fits well, in the Lord's plans this, just tremendously.
1: going in this direction, and I guess I—I I, I want to throw this out. Um, you know, we, we noted at the beginning, and that that, that Naaman is. Uh, uh, from Aram, uh, Aramian or Aram, um, Aramian. Which, which was <laughs> or Aramean. Part of, it's part
2: Aramean.
1: of part of, Syria, right. part of Syria, but not. But
2: really, um, it was more. It was kind of between the Assyrian and between Israel and the Assyrian Empire. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, when evidently when this particular king of Aram had died, is when Tiglath Pileser comes through and takes that land be- on the way to get Israel <laughs> and uh, executes all of them and deports them so, so little right. so he's he's yeah, a and, and he makes it he makes
1: an interesting <laughs> request for forgiveness here and, and it kind of plays into what what expectations are um, he asks for forgiveness for going into the temple of Rimon to basically in the service of his master right uh, uh, essentially, literally, he says he will give lip service. Uh, yeah. However, that even for a good Jew at the time would be uh, would, would be offensive. Would be would, uh, would, uh, would be. I mean, these are they're not even supposed to be putting up ashram poles next to the next to their own altars in their houses. Yes. Uh,
2: yeah. There's there's this.
1: I think it back something um,
2: we talked about mm-hmm. two weeks ago or last week. Mm-hmm. It's the spirit of the law versus
1: the letter of the law, and, and and it seems to really be in play here, maybe for yes. a
2: gentile, but I, I, that I he think, can go back and 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 yeah. and, and, and I, I think mean, it's because um, he's see, going in the service of the king. Mm-hmm. I think it goes back to because I'm going in the service of the king to mm-hmm. do. The king relies on me. He has to. Evidently, the king had to hold on to him. To go mm-hmm. in and worship, right. and, and we've talked many times over how the king and the deities were all tied together. So the king had to go do this, and the king's got to go do this. Well, I got to go because I he I'm the second in command guy. Mm-hmm. So forgive me because I'm gonna hey, he's gonna have to lean on me, and when he bows, I'm gonna have to bow because he's leaning with me, you know. But like you said, I'm paying lip service. Well, I've got to do it because of my king.
5: And this is also why I think it's a, it's it's really a conversion experience because mm-hmm. he's literally not worshiping that God anymore. Mm-hmm. And right. He's making it known, no matter yep. what he's physically <clears> going <throat> to be doing, that he is not worshiping that God.
2: At, at uh, I'm at here all. as a I'm here because because my king wants me to be here. Yeah. Or so, needs me to be here. Yeah. And and I think it goes back too. And and I think this is something we get so wrapped up in. And, and partially because of the way our country has gotten to with lawyers and stuff. No offense, Mike.
4: Uh, <laughs> yeah, those where,
2: lawyers, man. We're <laughs> so concerned with, the, with these. I remember the first lease I signed as an apartment when I rented an apartment was this one page, legal size, eight and a half by 14 document. Sure. One yeah. page. That was it. I signed it, we were done. My son's college lease that we signed last year for his apartment. Was I lie not forty pages <laughs> long? <laughs> my wife, You're the managing paralegal, right. and my son, who's been to law school, read through it.
4: <laughs> I mean, 40, it, it, just forty pages. Forty
2: pages because it had you know this and that and this and that and standard then,
4: real estate lease in the state of Texas 40, <laughs> fourteen pages.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So
4: really standard great. residential single family.
2: Yeah, it, it, and so I 14. think it, it goes back to this spirit of the law, you know, versus, you know, the, the law. law yeah, yeah. yeah, and I think it's this ridiculous. is where the spirit is coming of the law is coming into play versus the actual physical piece of the law as it comes to play with this. I think well, that's one of those things we're really looking at here.
3: Well, we hear over and over again, David was the, the chief king we heard about, and that's simply the Lord looks at your heart. Yes. Not at the outside of you. Totally agree and, uh, with that. And I think that fits so, so strongly here because he knew Naaman before he ever invited him to mm-hmm. to his kingdom and uh, healed him. And, of course, he put the uh, dominoes in place for them to fall at the right position. And uh, uh, he knew his heart, and he must have had a, a very reasonable heart, or moral, ethical heart, because the, the people around him adored him, and the Lord knew that he could... Uh, he would be. He actually is probably seeking him in his heart the whole time. Mm-hmm. So, um,
5: can I this, one of the things I find interesting is the other characters in the in the story. Um, this little Israelite girl is just fun, fascinating to me because she's um, she's captured in a raid, okay, mm-hmm. and she's serving. And his his wife. Uh, she's a slave. She's a slave. So, yeah. Yes. And, yes. Uh, um, and but she's she's also an evangelist. <laughs> she's right wherever she, it's not that she's a slave. She could be really mad at everybody around her and hate these people because these foreigners <coughs> took her. But she's like she goes and talks to. She basically is trying to tell Naaman. Go see the prophet and meet, in essence, meet God. Mm-hmm. She's directing him into that thing, and 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 interesting. We don't know her name, but she's memorialized here forever, you yes. know, in the Bible.
2: Yeah. And well, and and what's amazing? This is chapter five. Elisha didn't really come on the scene as an independent prophet until chapter 2 chapter 3 so this is fairly he's fairly recent and yet here she's heard of him already That's what I was curious I was looking back to see just how long ago yeah she must have been in a grapevine somehow yeah. <laughs> yeah to know about him yeah. at that point well
3: it, it, of course he, she doesn't say the name but Elijah was very well known his, his predecessor mm-hmm. so it may be she okay. just says go see the prophet in Israel whoever it is I'm later.
5: just thinking though if i was if someone came in and ripped me out of my homeland and took me from my family and made a slave out of me i'm not so sure i'd be so help <laughs> yeah, let me see how I can help you out with that there. Yeah, but it depends. I
4: mean, it doesn't say she's mistreated. Uh, just I under- Because she's a slave. No, yeah. I but understand. But still, you're still not at home. You're still, you're still a, a slave. A yeah. slave. Yeah. But yeah. yes, it is
1: another act yeah. of grace. But it,
4: it goes back to the last book that we were in 360 yeah. character.
2: Yeah. yeah.
4: You know, yeah. it was in her character to be, you know, helpful. She saw something that was wrong. She knew that her God could heal it, which would be admonished through the prophet, and knew that she felt urged to bring that to them, regardless of the consequences for her.
5: Yeah, well, that's why I brought it up, though, is because, I mean, it's... It's easy to just skip over her in this story. Yeah, I mean, she yeah, she She's actually. You we know, actually gets witness. She's actually she witness. She gets the whole
3: thing started. You well, know, we, we talked a little bit about this. Naaman believed her, and that's, okay. well, exactly. So there must be more behind that as well, Kerry. Right? Well, right. Why she's would Naaman just go on a servant girl's word unless he had not heard about possibly Moses delivering Israel? by the hand of God and all these other things. There's something else that Naaman knew about the country of Israel that made him believe that that uh, maybe there's something to yeah, But this. she was
5: also probably a good
4: servant and people said good things about her. But he God was about, already with you know, Naaman though. Yeah. I mean, you know, so alright, so just right here in verse 1 you know, because through him, meaning Naaman right? The Lord had given victory to Aaron. Right. So through Naaman, God was already there. So he was already in place. And because of the way the story starts and the way the Bible leaves us to ponder such things, we don't truly know much more to the background there. You know, he could have already been right along the path. And... You know, maybe he had a a small little church somewhere that had popped in that somebody that knew the scriptures or knew, you know, you never know. As to where he got his start there, that this young slave girl was able to uh, say say something to God. I would say
2: it sticks with Naaman's character, too. Because A, he listens to the girl, B, Mm -hmm. He listens to the other servant that comes out and starts his whole... Yeah. You know, look, he is, told you to go
4: do something simple. Yes. Go do it. Yeah. He didn't listen to the prophet he, he and the was, words of God. He, right. But he listened but to the slave girl and he listened to the other people, that his servants, yeah. but he didn't listen to the prophet and the words it's of God. But it wasn't that interesting. Interesting, but I that's that's he, he, had job. Job. So he
1: wasn't that stubborn. But I think he really was motivated to get over this clearly he was leprosy or you know, or eczema that. whatever he had that, right. that he, he was,
5: went and asked the king if he could leave and he's going to take 6.7 million dollars with him yeah, <laughs> yeah i think he i think he's um, a little motivated to get over yeah, so
1: it <laughs> we we have to uh, uh, we're we're approaching our uh, our, our wrap up time we've, we've actually been able to talk a lot a, a little about getting to the uh, end of this so uh, let me say, uh, thanks to our listeners again. We are uh, Man Up. We're the Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're here every week. You can find our podcasts going back to number one on SoundCloud. Uh, you can also find a good bunch of them on iTunes. We have a m- website, uh, www.man up, Spiritual Oasis for Men.com. That's all one word with that hyphen between the man and the up. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at, at @manupspiritualoasis. That is correct. Okay, uh, yeah. and uh, we're, our Facebook page is man-up. Uh, you can find some videos on YouTube, and we're hoping to uh, continue to grow that channel as well. Uh, so uh, please uh, post a comment, post a question. Uh, we will try. If, if it shows up, we'll. we'll Try to get to it during one of these podcasts. Um, In the meantime, uh, please, uh, if you're looking for a church, um, perhaps check out one in your community. Uh, If you're looking for a men's ministry, perhaps that church will have one. If there's no men's ministry at your church, well, you may be being called to start one. Uh, this is uh, uh, once again, man up. I'm Steve Titch. I am hosting for Bill Cox, our regular director, and which with me today has been Chris, uh, has been uh, has been Carrie Cooley, uh, Mike Cropper, <laughs> Kyle Trahan, and uh, Robert Koshu. And I'm going to go back to Kyle on this. Would you please, Kyle, pray us out?
4: Lord, thank you for this wonderful day. Thank you for our country, and the men and women that uh, help bring us our freedoms that allow us to be able to gather in this church and to study your word, the freedoms that we enjoy every day. Thank you for the men that gather with me today, the guys that are missing, the folks that are listening, that we're able to hear the words that God wants us to hear. The Bible is a living and moving fluid book. I know I've read this story before myself and I never really read it until now. Heard it, rather. So help everyone to get what he needs to hear. Help us as we go forward in this week as well. Help us to be the men to man up for our families. Help us to be better for each other, better for others. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, everyone. This has been Man Up.
0: You've been listening to Man Up. You've got answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man. Created by equally uncommon men.
3: If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You
0: can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up podcast.